0: Welcome to Make Ceremony Matter More, where Lifecycle Celebrants talk shop, brought to you by Funeral Radio. And now your host, Cindy Neely Spence.
1: Today we welcome Linda Stewart, Lifecycle Celebrant serving the Greater Toronto Area in Ontario, Canada. Linda is passionate about her celebrant work and strives to create ceremonies and design rituals to keep loved ones alive in the hearts and minds of their families. Welcome to Make Ceremony Matter More, Linda.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Cindy.
1: On your website you share your belief that few experiences surpass the power of ceremony. Can you describe how your passion for ceremony serves your clients? You know, I think my passion for ceremony is really driven by my
0: passion for human connection. And in a time and an age when A large majority of our connection with people is electronically based. I really feel that now more than ever, people need that safe space to come together, to physically be together and allow feelings to just flow freely and connect with each other in a deeply meaningful way. And I really think that that experience is not only healing for families, but can also be transformational.
1: It's so very important that we mark our our points and changes in our lives with ceremony. Now, as a celebrant, your priority is to work with your families to create a unique ceremony. As you explore ideas, you you mentioned that you're often asked, can we do that? Mm -hmm. For instance, the family who was so pleased to call the celebration of life for their young daughter a celebration of love. Can you please tell us about the creativity worn, woven into this wonderful ceremony?
0: Yes, I'd love to tell you all about Stella Joy and her amazing family. And it's it's interesting because one of the things that I do hear a lot when I'm talking to families about ceremony is just what you said. Can we really do that? And I always, I always tell people that they can do whatever they want, that there really is no right or wrong, uh, that it's what is going to bring them comfort. And, um, and, and a lot of people are, are, really, are really pleased to hear that because you know, there's this notion that we have to do things a certain way and we really don't. Uh, with Stella Joy, uh, just a little background of information, she was a beautiful, beautiful little girl who was diagnosed with incurable brain cancer when she was only two years old. And at that time, she was given three months to live. But uh, Stella had way too much to accomplish, and um, still so many lessons uh, to teach us all. And she outlived her prognosis by over a year. And when I say she lived, she really did live, uh, she lived a wonderful and joyful life. Her parents really made sure of that. So when they contacted me initially, uh, it was was over a year later that we actually um, had Stella's celebration of love and i went to their home and met with them and stella was there also so uh we started the process of planning a unique and beautiful ceremony for for stella Uh, the, the name her name stella means stars and she was just so bright and shiny with this um halo of strawberry blonde curly hair and she just looked like a star so the theme just was there. And, uh, one of the things that her parents did was they had these wonderful Stella stars made up and they looked like, like metals that you could just wear around your neck. And on the front said Stella joy, her middle name was joy. And on the back was a website, Stella ca. and everyone who attended the funeral. And there were I would say approximately 400 people that attended the funeral. Everyone, um, as they walked in, were given a Stella star to wear around their neck. And during the ceremony, it was explained to them that the request was that they take this star and place it somewhere in the world where Stella never got to go. And um, once you have done that, you can log on to the website you can tell your story of why you chose this particular place. You can upload a picture of where you left your star. And what was so wonderful about this, and I don't really know that Stella's family at that time understood the impact that this would have and the gift that they were giving us, in that we were all able to create our own our own ritual, our own way of honoring Stella, um, in a way that spoke to us.
1: And so as, as you selected the site to leave your star behind and it was a it was your own personal ritual in a way.
0: Yes, yes. and there are stars literally all over the world. Um, it's 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 quite amazing and it gave everybody who attended the funeral an opportunity to to share their thoughts um, what Stella meant to them and uh, in, in a public in a public way through through this website. So that was just an incredible gift that everyone who attended was, was given. So that was really one of the wonderful things. Stella's favorite food, well, she had a few. She loved avocados. She loved ice cream. But every morning there was a ritual that the family um, participated in in which Papa would show up at the door with Timbits, chocolate ones, <laughs> specifically chocolate Timbits. So we had 500 Timbits at the funeral homes, people entered in the morning, um, to start, to start things off in a, in a Stella way. And, um, the other wonderful thing that, um, happened at the funeral was, well, Stella's parents started a blog at the time that Stella was diagnosed so that they would have a way to share with family and friends, uh, where, where they were at. And, uh, Uh, Probably it was just an easier way for them to to deal with it than than trying to return so many emails on a regular basis. But it's really evolved into this wonderful story of Stella's life and what her parents um, experienced and learned through the course of her life and eventually her death. And people all over the world started tuning into this blog and and reading these amazing stories. Uh, When it came clear that uh, Stella only had a few days left uh, to live her mom had asked people who had been following the blog if they would send her a note to let to let them know what it, what it was that Stella meant to them what did Stella teach you what did what impact did Stella have on your life and the response was overwhelming they got so many amazing uh testimonials from people and they thought we have to incorporate this into the ceremony somehow so they printed them off on colorful paper and they were taped to the back of all of the chairs in the chapel. So when you were sitting in the chapel, you could read the row in front of you, all of the wonderful stories and the impact that this little girl had had on, on so many lives. So that was really incredible.
1: What a beautiful way to incorporate that input. So there were 400 people there in person Another many hundreds that were there in thought and wish.
0: Absolutely. And and throughout the whole experience that day, you know, if you could if you could if you could boil it down to one word I think that, that people felt, it was it was this connection. We just we all felt connected, despite there being so many people in it, and it was such an intimate experience because of all of these 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 uh, different elements that took place. We were singing together. It was really, it was really had true moments
1: of joy, and it's very much a shared purpose. Mm-hmm, absolutely, yeah, okay. it, was, it was amazing. That that is that's an amazing example of the the power of ritual. We we talked before this this interview and about another special ceremony for you as uh, a celebration of life for a mother with two young children. Share how you focused on those children during that ceremony.
0: Well that was another um, interesting experience because um, this particular lovely lady uh, was the same age as myself. And so that I found was, um, was quite emotional actually, uh, writing that particular ceremony after getting to know her family. Her children were, uh, her son was thirteen and her daughter was ten. So throughout the process of creating that ceremony, I, I was very conscious of the fact that this needed to, this needed to be um, addressed to them as well as to um, her husband. So. Uh, yeah, it was it was it was an interesting it was an interesting experience. They her they were still a little bit young to actually be able to get up and speak and they really weren't comfortable with that. I uh, and that's um fairly reasonable, I think. But their son, uh 13 year old, he's an incredible pianist and he used to play music for his mom while she was ill and she just well before she was ill he'd always played and she just loved listening to him so they would bring her music in the hospital to listen to that he had recorded and so the idea came about that uh, we would play music um, that she had listened to that had brought her great comfort during the ceremony so that was a wonderful way for her son to participate without the pressure of having to perform or or speak at the ceremony Um, the other thing was I had found something, a wonderful, a wonderful piece of writing that uh, incorporated a lot of a mother's wishes for her children. And it really seemed to tie into this woman and, and what she wanted for her children. It was, it was perfectly, perfectly written. And so I'd asked the children, before I read it, I asked them just to close their eyes and to imagine that they heard their mother's voice instead of mine. And... Um, I think everyone in the room was quite touched by the words and even to the point where the children's father uh, loved it so much that he actually framed it and has um, hung it up on the wall in their home so the children have a
1: constant reminder of of what their mother would want for them moving that, forward. That's a pretty rare event that a token from a funeral sits in a family home to provide joy.
0: Mm-hmm. And you know, even with Stella's family they uh they videotaped the celebration of love and stella's mom told me that she watches it quite frequently and it gives her a lot of comfort so uh yeah you wouldn't think you wouldn't think but it but it does so that's 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 great to know
1: it's a point of pride for your ceremonies um do you Do you maintain obviously you you have maintained uh relationships with the families you serve? do you find you get additional work from those families or from the reach that you have by dealing with your clients
0: yes uh, the, absolutely that's definitely starting to happen uh i, I may, i'm I'm so fortunate in that I have been able to maintain relationships with quite a few of the families that I've worked with, and I'm so grateful for that because I've just met some amazing people and yeah, um in some respects become their family celebrant, which is wonderful uh and people that are have been at funerals have um have called me when they need me as well so it's so that's definitely happening.
1: Mm-hmm. That, that's a wonderful testimonial for the work that you do with your clients. Linda, I'd really like to thank you for joining us and sharing your experiences as a Life Cycle Celebrant. Thank you so much for having me. It's been wonderful. And listeners, the web page for this podcast includes some links to uh, Linda's uh, the ceremonies that she spoke of. There's um, some information there on Stella Joy's website. And I think you'd find some of those things that Linda spoke about today quite amazing when you look at that legacy. You really have helped these people live on in the hearts and minds of their families. Thank you for joining us at Make Ceremony Matter More.